When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I think it's time to give ordinary people a tax break. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, God. God, he's a weird dude. The president is a weird dude. Can somebody please, in his inner circle, Jill, somebody, tell him to stop that whispering crap because it's really bizarre. Uh, it is the Sean Show. It's six minutes after nine on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. And, you know, I, I the big story really of the day should be, it's not, but it should be, what? What should the big story of the day be? The big story of the day should be uh, the former president, Donald Tr- uh, Trump, in Texas with Greg Abbott uh, touring uh, the, the border. Of course, it's not. <laughs> uh, you know, in fact, I, I, I kind of have been scanning, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the news sites and also kind of monitoring what's been on MSNB Puke here. Uh, they're talking about Pelosi and the insurrection bill of January 6th. Uh, they they were talking about Trump a little while ago before Trey and I got off the air uh, about Trump. A new book uh, alleges that Trump was sicker with COVID than he let on. Uh, if you go to Google, if you go to Google and you look at the top story, well, you, you, you type in Trump in Texas, you get the top stories. NBC News, Trump's Texas border visit shows the Lone Star State is leading the GOP resistance to Biden. <laughs> I mean, if you break that, right, Chris, if you break that headline down, it's not really addressing any reason why he's actually there, which is the immigration crisis, the illegal immigration crisis. Uh, let's see. Local station, Donald Trump visits, uh, Kate, uh, visits Texas to tour, quote, unfinished border wall, end quote, on U.S.-Mexico border with Governor Abbott. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, you, you look at uh, the stories, and, and you can tell just by the headlines that uh, a lot of uh, folks in the media are are having a, a real problem with with Trump down at the border. Uh, and I said this earlier; it, it, they're really in a quandary. And Trump knows this. Trump knew this going down. And I think one of the reasons Trump went down, not only is he trying to get out and about more because uh, I think he wants to start tapping shoulders for the midterms. But by going down actually to the border and meeting with Greg Abbott, who can't get a phone call, can't get a stinking phone call from Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, the so-called you know border czar, whatever the hell, border chick. He goes down there and he puts all media in a quandary, you know, because they don't know what to do. <laughs> do, do we cover it? Because he's Trump, and we know we'll get a jumping audience, and then maybe it gives us an opportunity to say some negative crap about him, uh, even though we we know that by merely covering him, we're uh, bringing a focus, if you will, 
to an issue that we are trying to downplay, by and large, as a corrupt media, in bed with the pukes? Or do we put a spotlight on Trump's visit to the border by not covering it at all? Which has almost kind of the same effect. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant move by Trump because some focus needs to be brought to what's going on along the border. I don't know how these people like Biden and Kamala Harris look themselves in the eye when you, when you see a two-year-old kid abandoned by a coyote who's walking down the street in Mexico all by himself. I don't know how you look yourself in the mirror when you're Kamala Harris and it's, it's supposedly your job to deal with this, and you're busy uh, blathering on about root causes like climate change, and yet routinely, and God knows how many we're not finding, little kids are being abandoned. They're being dropped over the wall or just abandoned. Uh, Ranchers are having their property destroyed, and they're in constant danger. You've got towns along the border, I know, because people have called me up and told me, Towns along the border where, you know, you can't even go outside of your own door anymore because the town itself has been so infiltrated with illegals and uh, the people that bring them, bring them here. Not to mention the flow of fentanyl across the border, which obviously the governor is very concerned about. Yeah, it's a disaster. It's horrible. But again, the, the reasons for it, from the perspective of the Biden administration and the pukes, and Trey was saying this, and I think he's absolutely right. They're trying to change the political dynamic of this country because they can't win. They cannot win on their own arguments. Think about that. They tried to cheat uh, the first uh, presidential cycle where, where Trump actually won. They successfully cheated the last presidential cycle by getting uh, this mollusk uh, into the Oval Office named Joe Biden, this bivalve named Joe Biden. Right, this fungus. So they successfully cheated there. Uh, we're, we're hearing more and more stuff. We were talking about this on Where and Rhyme. More and more stuff about this variant now, and you know, buzz rhetoric about you know going back on lockdown possibly. Uh, obviously, I think that stuff's going to get more intense the closer we get to the to the midterms because they're, they're they're terrified of the midterms. You know, we, we must really suck to be a Democrat knowing that your side almost always has to cheat, or at least try to cheat. And what's sick about it is they cheat, and they don't really care that people's lives are being lost or decimated. Yeah, if you're an actual human being, wouldn't you give a crap about all these kids being abandoned? God knows how many are out there that we are unaware of, that we don't find. Or families that are abandoned, or or what have you. Uh, uh, we know that these people are being shipped across the country, uh, all over the place, uh, on buses. They're 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 putting them on airplanes and flying them across the country. And really, in my opinion, and maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, but call me up two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. In my opinion, it's all part of the same cheat. They've got to cheat. To get what they want. And they don't care who they run over to be successful politically. It's exactly what's going on. Uh, what's all with all the race stuff and all the woke stuff? I said this yesterday. That also, in a sense, is, is, is gone into hyperdrive because of Trump. 
because for four years, folks in the African-American community saw their their unemployment numbers drop and saw their job opportunities, their job numbers uh, rise. Uh, Same in the Hispanic community. Same with women, I believe. Three groups that Democrats classically have owned politically, at least in their minds. So they got to start. They got to make sure that everybody knows they're fighting racism, man. They pulled out all the Confederate busts and statues and images uh, out of the rotunda yesterday, I, I believe it was, uh, because they, they used your tax dollars to come up with a bill to do that. And you know they're basically erasing their own history with racism. But right now, a lot of this racism woke stuff is really, in my opinion, a response to Trump because they know they lost African Americans to Trump. And I guess my question, if you're a Democrat, doesn't it suck for you that your side always has to cheat? And doesn't it suck for you that your side cheats at the loss of human life? They're trying to blame the the, 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 the condos coming down in Surfside on climate change, for Christ's sake. They always got to cheat, man. And the ends justify the means. I think if you could have one statement that I believe aptly describes the the left in America right now, it would be this, the ends justify the means. Unfortunately, the means tends to run over a lot of people's lives. It's sick, man. It, it's really, really sick uh, when you consider uh, the awfulness that uh, human beings are having to endure with uh, with the illegal immigration. The bad guys coming over the border along with the illegal immigration. But look at how many people's lives were decimated by the pandemic, uh, which they also utilized and perhaps will try to use again to, to cheat an election. Are, I mean, are you cool with that? <laughs> are, you, are you cool? If you're a Democrat, are you cool with it, with the idea that your side always has to cheat in some weird, soulless way where other people's lives are decimated and destroyed? Look at the defund the police thing. Um, my God, they're trying to—they're trying to pin it on Republicans. They're trying to say that that, that they de- now because people are having such a negative reaction because the crime stats are off the charts in this country, right now. Trying to blame well, those are conservatives on uh, city councils in these towns. You know, that's not—that's not a Democrat. Thing. Oh crap! So I, I, my prayer is that people are waking up to this stuff. You want to talk about being woke? You need to wake up to the crapola that is being offered to you from the left in this, in this country, which have gone full-on communist to a certain extent. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back 23 minutes after 9. I'm Sean. How are you? How are you doing? I'm a joy multiplier. We'll talk about that in a second. Programming notes. Uh, I got a new uh, Cupcake Tuesday video up I put up last night. Thanks to our friends at Gigi's Cupcakes. I videotaped myself eating uh, one of their gourmet cupcakes in my bathroom. Uh, That's available on KTSA.com and also on the Facebook page. It's... Well, it's very disturbing. It's a very disturbing video this week out. I don't know what happened to me. Something came over me, and I just uh, did something really weird. Well, is there a wrong way to eat a cupcake? There isn't a wrong way to eat a cupcake, but I got damn close. Damn close. 
So go ahead and check out Cupcake Tuesday video. It's very, very disturbing. Did you use a fork? I, no, I, I'm not going to tell you what I did. Right. Let them see it. It's so disturbing and graphic. Right. It just happened. I can't. I can. I only got the one cupcake, so I can only do it in one take. I can't put the cupcake back together and shoot again. So it's like I just the one take is all I, all I got. So check it out. The Cupcake Tuesday video on KTSA.com, the Sean Ramey page, and also the Facebook page. One take cupcake. One take cupcake on Tuesday. Cupcake Tuesday. I can't say all that. It's too many syllables. Uh, also, it's Wednesday, so coming up at 10.05, Cleto will join us. Cleto Rodriguez. A little new segment we're doing. Here's Cleto. <laughs> we found him. And he shows up every Wednesday just tells us what's on his mind. So that's coming up at 10.05. And I will be off next week, and I'm kind of getting, I'm kind of, well, I'm busy the next few days because i got to get a lot of stuff done to to have the week off. You need that week off to scoop out your noggin. My, my daughter's flying down on, on, on Saturday night. Right. First for, time in a couple of years. Of, I, I have not seen her in two, uh, I think it's about a year and a half. Right. Because of the pandemic. Well, yeah, about, well, almost two years because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. She's 20 years of age. And uh, second year of college, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. But you also you got to take time off, man, and just scoop out your noggin. Do you know what I mean? You got to clear the attic. You got to scoop out the noggin. Got to get reset. Mm-hmm. Got to refocus on some health crap that I need to deal with. You know, because I'm pre everything. <laughs> I'm pre dead. Uh, no, I'm I'm just I'm I'm pre everything. So I got to get myself, you know, uh, refocused on on my health stuff. Trey and I were talking about this, though, and he he accidentally said something on the air that cracked me up because it's so true in that when Trey's – because Trey sleeps about nine minutes a a night. Right. The rest of the time he's prepping. He preps constantly, constantly. And uh, and, uh, when he's off, he still still maintains the schedule. So Mm -hmm. every weekend – his ass is still going to bed at like 6 o'clock at night and getting up at, you know, midnight or whatever. Right. And when he's when he's on vacation, <laughs> I've noticed this. And Chris and I have noticed this. Like he'll be up listening to the show <laughs> when I'm subbing for him. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, he'll be up listening. Me, no. When I'm off, I'm off, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to the show. I don't watch any news unless something major happens. Right. And my ass ain't out of bed before noon, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sleep in. I sleep in every weekend on Saturdays and Sundays, mm-hmm. which is why I have such a difficult time getting my ass up on Mondays. Right. But I need to sleep in every now and again, man. I don't get up at 530 in the morning when I'm when I'm off. The only day I really sleep in is uh, usually on Saturday. Is that the day you allow yourself to sleep uh, well, in? I, well, you know, I usually get up around 435 on Saturday. Every, on, what? Yeah. I hope you're saying in the afternoon. No, you get up at four. They get your. You get up at four in the morning on yeah, Saturday. I wake up around four o'clock. You know, I'll read for a little bit, which I never really get to do. Right. You know, I don't get to read anything I want to read during the week. <laughs> but know. during the week, you get up around two, right? Is there a one? Yeah, t- one? I get up around one fifty, two o'clock. And good two, lord, yeah. five thirty is about as early as, as I can get. But, yeah, Saturday, Sunday rolls around. It's 11.30 before I get out of bed. But, but on Sunday, I wake up not that early, but pretty early so that I can go to bed early Sunday night. No, nah, I, I got I to gotta have me some balance. I got to have some sloth time. I got to have some, some time to just keep my fat ass in bed. 
You know, so like, yeah, the next week, no. I, I won't be listening to the show. <laughs> I won't be out hearing the show. I will be unconscious, you know, long uh, until about a half hour after I would normally be off. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Well, it makes sense because if you had heard what we would say about you, you wouldn't be talking to us right now. I probably would hate you both if I heard the, the, the smack talk about me when I'm gone. We know you don't listen when you're off because when you come back, you're still talking to us. I still have no idea what crap you guys are saying about me on the air. And then when people tell you, know, you won't believe what they said about you while you were out. And then you ask us about it, and we just deny what? the whole what? thing. What? That wasn't what? us. What? Yeah, what? We wouldn't say that. Did Trey really say I smell bad? No, what? No? I don't know what you're talking about. What? So, well, maybe I'll record. I should start recording you guys secretly. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't be secret now because I just told you. Well, You'd have to know how. Here's the thing. <sighs> here's the thing. It's already recorded secretly. Just... I guess I could go back and just listen. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Talk all the smack you want. All right. You know why? Talk all the smack you want when I'm off. You know why? Because yeah. my ass is sleeping in, man. I'm in my happy place, all right? I'm sleeping in, man. I'm kidding. You know we say this stuff to your face. Yes, I know, because you get too much joy out of it. Two ones... <laughs> It's just your reaction. <laughs> you know, like my wife, y'all just like running me down, man. It's just always running me down. Why are you always running me down, man? Is that a tone? I ain't that bad. Why are you always running me down? Anyway, 210-599-5555. Because we say these things and you get this look on your face like, you know, these guys don't know. But I could take them out with one quick punch to the throat. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a ninja. Then. Sean Ryan is actually a ninja. I'm actually a ninja. No, I'm not. Look at me. All right. <laughs> one I'm a, thing. I'm though. a nunya. <laughs> one thing is, he has to catch you. Yeah. I catch you, and that's that's I can't run very quickly. Right. Uh, let me. I mean, t- he comes off as kung fu panda, but that's Bruce Lee in the. Other I'm movie. more panda than kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. There's a couple of notes here. I don't know why I've been monitoring MSNBC. It's, what is it, uh, almost 10 a.m. They just mentioned, they just mentioned that Trump uh, is at the border with Greg Abbott. They've been spending all their time saying that, uh, you know, the Trump administration is going to be charged with something tomorrow. Uh, they've also gone off on how uh, uh, a new book has come out saying that Trump was sicker with COVID than he let on uh, back in the day. So it's all been negative on Trump with the odd mention that he's, oh, by the way, he's also, uh, you know, down at the border with uh, Greg Abbott. Talking about the dreamers. The dreamers. But you know that's uh, that's that's who the pukes are in the media. They're they're propagandists, and uh, we have another example here. Chris Don, are you guys big Vogue readers? <laughs> well, yes, I just renewed my subscription. Did you now? It's cool. I didn't. It's cool. You can read Vogue. I didn't mean anything only, by it. Only for the articles. Only for the articles. Okay, Vogue. There's only two first ladies. Because Vogue pretty much devotes. An issue to the first lady at some point, right? Except for two. There's only two in the history of Vogue, also known as Vogue, uh, to uh, only two first ladies that have never uh, been covered. 
and I think it was uh, Bess Truman and Melania Trump. Melania Trump never been on the cover of Vogue magazine. Uh, but this month's Vogue magazine, which I don't really have a use for anymore since my kid's guinea pig died, but they're uh, focusing on Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden, first lady for all of us. Dude who wrote the article, Jonathan Van Meter, followed uh, Biden, the Bidens, uh, especially Jill Biden, as she was uh, going across the country meeting with students in school, students. And he writes in the, in the article inside Vogue, in all the places she goes lately, she is honored as a woman with several degrees who has worked really hard her whole life at the most relatable job there is. Which is not to say that Dr. Biden, who is constitutionally shy, I think they're all constitutionally shy, because they don't like the Constitution, um, doesn't take special delight in these visits. Uh, that's not, not to say she doesn't take special delight in these visits, meaning with the students. She becomes looser, goofier, and more expansive. You generally hear her before you see her because she is often laughing. She is quite simply a joy multiplier. <laughs> You're talking about First Lady or Kamala? I don't <laughs> You usually hear Kamala. You, you can hear that chick laughing from, you know, across state lines. <laughs> Jill Biden is a joy multiplier. You know, I'm a writer, and that's some crappy writing right there. A joy multiplier? She multiplies joy. You know, I was feeling a little happy, and then Jill Biden came into the room, and I felt doubly happy. Almost triple happy. Because she's a joy multiplier. I don't know why I'm using this accent. Ugh, God. ABC did a segment on the on the Vogue uh, article. And, uh, you know, it's just the gush fest over Jill Biden. Look, and, and compare and contrast her with Melania Trump, who, let's face it, was a perfect example of class and dignity throughout the four years, when that woman was called every name in the book, from the C word to the W word, what word wasn't she called? By media people, by comedians, right? By other politicians. Melania Trump, who was a global commodity when she met Donald Trump, she was an established model, so it's also odd that she's never been, she was never on the cover of Vogue, being a model. She was an established commodity who had started her own businesses. Uh, what did Trey say? She, she speaks seven languages. Seven languages. And, uh, you know, they used to mock her relentlessly. These are people who claim to be pro-immigrant who would mock an immigrant's accent, which they also did on a routine basis. And yet they can't, these are people who support, I guess, feminism or whatever the hell that is nowadays. But they gush all over Jill Biden, who got her Ph.D. by walking into the University of Delaware and saying, my, my husband's Joe Biden, I want a Ph.D., and they gave her one. Because I used to live in Newark, Delaware, where the U, U of D is, and it's Biden country, man. 
Money, money talks in that part of the world, especially Biden money. Uh, Jill Biden, who hooked up with her husband as a result of an affair he was having on his wife, I believe. Uh, Jill Biden, who you could make the claim, arguably, is a feminist's worst nightmare, who owes her entire reputation to the fact that she's married to stinking Joe Biden. Which, you know, I don't know how that, why that's a winning recipe for success, but apparently, you know, for her it was. I remember another first lady being oddly similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That chick had no experience to be a U.S. senator, and yet a senator she was. Had no experience to be secretary of state. Secretary of state she was. Thank you, Jesus, she was never the president. She didn't believe any of the victims. <laughs> right. So Jill Biden, God bless her, she's a joy multiplier. I feel my joy multiplying just talking about her. Chris, is your joy multiplying talking about Jill Biden? Well, the multiplier also refers to intoxication. (laughs) She's a a joy intoxicant. Is that why every time I hear Jill Biden speak, I I wake up the next day with a hangover? Could you imagine being married to Joe, too, who's gushing over the daughter of the... Prime Minister of Israel. Hey, little girl. You know, God, man. She's married to freaking Aqualung. That guy needs a raincoat. Can we just get Joe a rumpled raincoat to wear? Let him grow his hair out and his beard? It's no secret. I'm a creep. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Jill Biden, she's a joy multiplier. She's on the cover of Vogue. And uh, blah, blah, stinking blah. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Do you think Jill Biden is a joy multiplier? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> I think I'm a joy multiplier. Do you think I'm a joy multiplier? Am I multiplying your joy? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just felt like talking to my creepy voice. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I multiplied your creepiness, didn't I? You're all creeped out, aren't you? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. In Florida, at an aquarium. You know, that's where they have a lot of water and sea creatures that you can look at and whatnot. You know, they got a, they got a freaking octopus. They can paint. They got a, like an artistic octopus. It paints. They, they put little canvases in the octopus tank and they, somehow they're able to put paint in there. And the octopus paints pictures, man. So it's not its own paint. It's not its own paint. I thought it was like inking the canvas. No, that would be gross and weird. No, he is an octopus. They put some, some kind of put freaking paint in there, and the octopus paints canvases. Oddly, it looks a lot like Hunter Biden's stuff. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. But no, it's it's a stinking octopus, and it paints. And it, they, 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 it's done two paintings so far. Because octopi are apparently very intelligent creatures, which I, I, I kind of knew that. They're very intelligent, unlike Hunter Biden. They're very intelligent creatures. And when you have an octopus 
in captivity, you got to give it stuff to do because it, I guess they get bored, you know, and they, they get cantankerous. And they're invertebrates a lot like Hunter Biden. They are invertebrates like Hunter Biden. Boneless. Spineless. You know. So I, does it paint eight pictures at once? No, it just oh. it, they I don't know how it does it. They just it, it puts on they put a couple of canvases in there somehow and the octopus is able to move the paint around. They put plastic they put paint on the canvas and they put a sheet of plastic over kind of loosely over the canvas. So because of the suckers, you know, the suckers. Are they water? Hunter Biden also has some suckers. And, and you got to have the plastic there so the suckers don't attach to the canvas. But it, it, it's able to move the paint around. And, and they, they feel that the, the octopus actually is designing. It, like it, it finds it, it like an interesting thing to do. Are they watercolors? Well, no. They couldn't be watercolors because then they wouldn't. They just they would go away. And they, the octopus in the water? Octopus in water. <laughs> octopus in water paints in water <laughs> can't be water paint because in the octopus couldn't paint okay i'm i'm thinking acrylics maybe you know octo ross painting happy little trees <laughs> <laughs> well look what we got here we got some beautiful little fungus here yeah let's use our little happy fungus there yeah little happy fungus uh, there you go. Here's a sea anemone. Uh, let's uh, let's just make the sea anemone. Let's put another sea anemone in there just to make the first sea anemone, you know, not so lonely. Here's there you a, go. A friendly little crab. Oh, now, Friend- I'm, now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry. I'm not- <laughs> well, maybe, huh. it's just, maybe it just like shoots out some of that ink and does like these Rorschach test looking things. Just- we already established he's not using its own ink because that would be weird. You don't think he holds it up and says, what is this? What does this look like to you? <laughs> It's actually right. It's actually the octopus trying to. It's screaming for help. It's actually chronically depressed, yeah. and it's trying to let you know. And we think, oh, look at the happy little painting. It's done. <laughs> the octopus is really trying to say, "I'm an octopus in a box. I hate my life." All right, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. They do look oddly like Hunter Biden's paintings, though. They do. And I guess both are, as Chris said, both are invertebrates. Like, if you dropped Hunter Biden, you know, on the floor and there was a crack in, under the wall, like, he could probably just squeeze his entire body through it slowly over time like an octopus. Van Octo. <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's take a break. Cleto coming up. Cleto Rodriguez at 10.05. Uh, talk about the news of the day and what's on his brain. That's up next on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm so delighted his daughter is here. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Ew. News Talk 550 KTSA. It's Sean. Hour number two on a Wednesday. And uh, because it's Wednesday at 10.05, you want to know where's Cleto? Cleto's here. This is a segment we call Clet- Here's Cleto. Cleto Rodriguez joins us. How are you, sir? Good, brother. How you doing? <laughs> Isn't Joe Biden creepy? Isn't he just kind of creepy? He's creepy. Uh, you know, Joe's Joe. You know, what are you going to do? I mean, he's one of those uncles that you just kind of have at your house, kind of like, uh, you know, you just look at him, you're thinking, ah, it's probably about the seventh or eighth beer by now, I think. I'm just <laughs> kind of wondering. The creepy uh, uncle you uh, stay uh, away from, the more beer he drinks, right? Yeah. What's going yeah, on with you? One of those uncles that kind of makes you kind of think, kind of, 
I had an uncle once, and he was watching a cowboy game, and right mid sentence, he'd go into something else. He'd be like, he started out with like. Tony Romo wouldn't know a receiver hit him in the face because you know what the leprechaun jumped over the moon. The clock was right now. That's what happened. I'm like what? I'm not even drinking. I felt drunk. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that, that's also a perfect imitation of the of the current president. You know, <laughs> breaks off into a different thought randomly. <laughs> What's going on with you? What's in your head? What are you thinking about today? Oh man, I tell you what. Well, it's funny because I was just getting. I was talking to my boys because they just finished. You know, they're now finally finished with this school year and they're kind of we got the report cards and and uh i was talking to them about them and they're two different okay one is one is like uh my youngest one is my he's my straight a student i mean this kid gets a c or or or, or a b on a report he's like dad i don't deserve the hello the family shouldn't even look at me the other one he gets a C. He's like, uh, I get cash, right? I mean, this is passing, right? I get to the pipers. I mean, we throw in a party, right? I mean, I guess, I'm like, wow, this one here is like. And then my my wife made me laugh so hard. Uh, well, she didn't make me laugh, but she kind of she said this conversation to my son with me in the room. She goes, "You want to be like your dad?" And then my son goes, uh, "Famous? Yeah, okay, sure, no problem." Yeah, I get that a lot. You, you want to end up like a stepdad, you know? Look at him. Look at him over there in the corner of the room. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I got, and I got, I got, I got stepsons too. I mean, I love them now, but um, you know, <laughs> you know, when they, tell you, they tell you sweet things like, uh, "Whatever, you're not our real dad." I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you don't eat my real food." And how about that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Go ahead and starve in this house. You're right. I'm not your daddy. You will starve. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, my kid's 20 now. She's going to be uh, coming by. I haven't seen her in a couple of years with the pandemic stuff. And she's uh, uh, flying in Saturday. I'm taking off next week. And I, I can say right. this now that she's, you know, in another state right now. But my daughter's kind of gone hippie. So, because she's in Colorado, you know. So, oh, I, yeah. I think I told you this before. I, I hit what I call the hippie wall with my daughter. Where... <laughs> You know, if I mention anything about Trump or, you know, anything about my politics, she just kind of goes, oh, dad, oh, dad, like, like I'm, I'm somehow I, I'm just my existence embarrasses her. <laughs> I, had, I had a friend of mine, I had a, a friend of mine the other day tell me, how come you don't ever talk about topical humor in your in your stand up? And I said, because my family doesn't stop talking. I mean, if they would just stop talking, stop talking, maybe I would, but they just keep talking. That's just more and more material for me. Is that I where mean, you find it? Like, I mean, is that true? Like, uh, you get a lot, because you do talk about your family a lot in your routine. Uh, and oh, yeah. you, is that where you yeah, get all the wellspring of your material for the most part? Okay, here's the deal. Like, for instance, you got my 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 dad, who's been like a businessman all his life, and it's, you know, Trump was his guy. You couldn't even tell him, you know, any different. That was his guy. He's just, like, he's followed him for, like, since the 70s, that kind of thing. <laughs> my brother's on the other side, and he's like, you know, you know, you know, the, he, he's opposite of uh, what the right is and so on, so left and, and liberal and everything. And I'm the biggest instigator in my family, being the joker and comedian. I stir the pot. No. That's what I do, yeah. You no. Know? And Thanksgiving, we had a family get-together, and I'll never forget, you know, he's over there. My dad was uh, kind of, uh, you know, Telling my, my brother goes, hey, Dad, what do you think about your boy? And he's over there telling us, you know, about, you know, what he said about the Mexicanos over there. And, 
and being this and that. And he's like, my dad's like, and what do you say wrong and all this stuff? And, and then all of a sudden my, 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 my dad, you know, I'm like, my brother's like, what do you mean? What do you say? Right. They'll build a wall. And my dad's over there. Well, I'll help him. I got a spatula. So I'll put the radio on and all this. And, you know, I was like, man, I go, my brother and he's the other one. I, I told my dad, my dad started laughing. I go, dad, you're calm down, dad. You know, your boy's two tweets away. Let's, I'm in peace with this. Let's relax on that one, all right? And so I just go back and forth and just play devil's advocate on both, and then they just both kick me out of the house. So that's why I bring them together. You, know? <laughs> you bring them together because they I both kick you out of the house. Kick me out of the house, yeah. So that's, that's excellent. I, you know, I, I like to bring the peace. You know, <laughs> I do with John. So, yeah, you know, I, I I get a lot of stuff on the radio for my family too, but but then I get my ass kicked when I go home, you know, invariably because you know because because my wife listens, she lists, she's listening right now, you know, she probably thinks I have a tone or something, you know, that I'm talking about her, I got a tone, but uh, so I got to be careful about what I say, but uh, so you you pretty much do stay away from politics and stuff in, in your in your when you're on stage, is that yeah, would you say I mean, basically true? Like, uh, I, I, yeah, I. It, Pretty much, I, I stay away from the politics, and I stay away from um, pretty much that because it's like, I mean, I get, I get, I can get, you know, people mad at me already by itself. I don't mean, I don't, they <laughs> mad at me for talking to them. You know what I mean? So well, it's like uh, I'm talking about them actually. So you know, well, you, you, th- but that's good because that's kind of where you come from, and you've always been from that place. And these days, as you know, you and I talk about this a lot. A lot of comedians are, you know, based upon politics and political correctness and the woke stuff, really get trampled over or run over if they say something that's that you know that is targeted or considered not woke or what have you. So, in a sense, it's not talking about your family and talking about real world stuff is is are things that everybody can relate to, Uh, and it's you're not going to like piss off half the audience. Uh, because they're they're nodding their heads too because they got kids and they got a family and they go through all this stuff as well. So I, I think that's really cool. That's why I wanted to have you on the air because I think I think it's good to like kind of. Well, seriously, because I, I get sick of talking about politics. You know, I I honestly do. I think we we definitely got to get back to laughing a little bit more. I agree. I mean, it's just it's it's just getting to the point where it's like I mean I've 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 had to deal with some of the. You know, political correctness and stuff, and and um, you know, I'm not too much, but it's like someone's gonna. Uh, you can't. One thing I learned in in comedy is you can't make everybody laugh. I right. mean, there's somebody that's just not gonna like your style, like what you're about, like this, like that. And uh, but enough about my my aunt. And um, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, you know when I first. Like my my uh, my in laws, I love them dearly. But man, I tell you, when I first met my wife, they're like, you know, they thought I was a comedian. They thought I was going to be out and about, just doing my thing, and forget my wife and leave her here at home and stuff. And and uh, you know what? You know, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I'll never forget. And this is a sad but true kind of moment. But my father in law, he suffers with. Um, uh, Alzheimer's, mm. and I remember he was getting early stages of dementia a few years back, and I remember he was just like, Mijo, how you doing? You doing? You look good. You know, you look great. And and he had, I was like, wow, baby, did you see? You know, Dad, like really, you know, we're getting. He, he really likes me. He got it. We got along. He's like, yeah, he's uh, he's going through dementia, and he doesn't know who you are. I'm like, what? Oh, jeez. Like, like, like she was like the rain cloud. They're like, wow, way to bring me down. Oh like, man. Oh, 
now he likes me. Now he's bringing me down like that. I was like, wow, okay, cool. <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't know how to take it at first. I was like, well, I mean, wow, you know. <laughs> You know, could we, could we just have left it at he likes me? You know, you could have just left it there. She's like, yeah, that's because of that. You know, I'm like, wow, really? Okay, wow. wow. Now, what do you? We're gonna we're getting short on time. Now, what do you? Uh, you got a website going? You got a podcast going? Tell lay that lay that stuff know, out for us. Actually, you know, today is a pretty special day. I'm actually going to be doing a guest spot at Gabriel Iglesias Comedy Show over there at the Tobin tonight. So I'm pretty pumped. Oh wow. About that. Yeah, so I'm kind of excited, kind of talk a little bit about, you know, some more family issues. And uh, as I like to call it, therapy. But, um, yeah, and uh, but yeah, feel free to definitely go check out um, my shows at uh, the website, com, And, uh, you know, please, if you like to, you know, uh, some again, stand-up and TV is totally different, guys. I had people say, you're not even that funny, blah, blah, blah. But, again, enough about my aunt. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can <laughs> check out the show. If you want to take a nice show, go to fluffyguy.com and uh, help out sell the place out. Very cool. Thank you, Cleto, man. Always a pleasure. We'll, we'll talk to you again next week, brother. Take care, man. All right. Trouble. Thank you. I'll try. <laughs> that's that's kind of hard for me, that staying out of trouble thing. Hey, Chris, it comes so naturally to me. Anyway, uh, Cleto Rodriguez, he's a good guy. We like having him on the air uh, uh, once a week on the uh, Here's Cleto segment. Um, Joe Biden is speaking. I, I don't know if, if we're able to bring that up or not. He's rambling about climate change uh, and, and, and wildfires. Here's your president. Compensation, their benefits, and their work-life balance. The federal government is also offering funding when governors request it to train and equip National Guard members so they have a, they're, they're ready to provide a surge of firefighting capacity. You know, one of the things we, I learned over the years being so deeply involved with the firefighters, the only thing that saves a firefighter's life is another firefighter. That's the single most consequential thing. And, you know, one of the hardest speeches I've ever had to make, and you've all, we've all made difficult speeches, was at the funeral of the 19 Granite Mountain hotshot firefighters when the Prescott, Arizona Fire Department got clobbered. That tragedy happened eight years ago today. That's the reason I mentioned it. It's hard to remember uh, of, of all the costs that firefighters risk when they do their job and their bravery to step up and do the job. Now, traditionally, federal firefighting has been a seasonal job. But because of the climate change, and I know you all know it, I hope your constituents know it, there is climate change. It's no longer a seasonal job. This is a year-round mission. So we made sure seasonal firefighters can stay on the job as long as they are needed this year by allowing them to work beyond their term. And for next year, we're working to make more than of those positions permanent positions. So, so that when fires aren't burning, we have a workforce of experienced hands enhancing our forest management, reducing the risk of future fire in the future fire season. Second thing, we are harnessing new tools and technologies to better identify and respond before new fires grow into large uncontrolled conflagration. So, for example, the National Ocean, uh, the, the National Ocean, Ocean, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration (NOAA) has satellite technology that is able to see from space when new fires start while they're still small, even as small as the size of your dining room table. 
Similarly, the Department of Energy has a sensor array computer analysis capability that can detect in real time. All right, well, I'm, I'm falling asleep here. That's your president. Uh, we'll recap some of the stuff that he just said. He's talking about the, the wildfires, also, obviously, in California, and the need for firefighters to make more money. Uh, 210-599-5555. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open. We've got Kamala speaking now. Can we get, are we able to bring that up real quick? We're not getting paid enough, but it's also about investing in resilience. It's about investing in adaptation, diversifying water policy in a way we are thinking about the storage of water, both above ground and underground. We're thinking about recycling and all that we know is available to us to actually be smarter um, in terms of the conservation of this diminishing and valuable resource called water. So I want to thank everyone for your leadership because you all are giving people a sense of confidence while you are trying to bring limited resources. Uh, that's to all I can say. I'm sorry. I can't stand anymore. That's your vice president. Did she say? Did she just say, Chris, that we have a diminishing supply of water on a planet that is 70, covered by 70% water? She said that, right? Two one zero five. I mean, we, I think we got water, man. We got plenty of water, man. We got to like know how to clean it up and filter it and stuff like that. But the one thing we're not going to run out of is water. <laughs> we are literally flooded with water. We we are we have we have lots of water. Just saying. Uh, Tucker Carlson and the NSA, he's uh, got a Freedom of Information Act going out there. Uh, he wants to see the emails that they've seen. Uh, the NSA put out a statement yesterday. Basically, they, they said that we are an inter, you know, we focus on international intelligence. Uh, they say Tucker Carlson has never been an intelligence target of the agency. And the NSA has never had any plans to try to take his program off the air. NSA is a foreign intelligence mission. We target foreign powers to generate insights on foreign activities that could harm the United States, with limited exceptions. NSA may not target a U.S. citizen without a court order. It would be a FISA court order, I believe, that explicitly authorizes the targeting. Uh, well, we, we know that's crap already because, uh, <laughs> well, we know it's crap because the NSA, uh, they, they are able to target, uh, American citizens with this metadata thing. So they get a FISA warrant saying, Hey, let's say somebody from, let this is, or, you know, use Carlson as a, as, a, as an example. Okay. Let's say he gets a phone call from somebody overseas, or Tucker Carlson's email or phone number comes up on some somebody just overseas, no matter whether it could be in freaking Jamaica, okay? Well, then you know the the NSA uh, it goes to uh, a FISA court, and it, you know, like they've done uh, when they were targeting, you know, and and spying on the Trump campaign. Not to bring that up. They have been known to lie to FISA courts and their warrants. So so then they can scoop up, right? 
all of the numbers associated with the one person that's overseas. Did this with, uh, you know, Jim Clapper. He was uh, was talking about this in, in Pfizer, FISA, uh, lying on FISA warrants and stuff like that. So they scoop up all this data, and they can certainly scoop up Tucker Carlson's personal emails and texts. So essentially, the NSA said that they're not spying on Tucker because they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to, right? But they didn't say specifically we're not looking at his texts or emails. That's what Jen Psaki said as well. Said that they're an entity that focuses. Everything's an entity now. Have you noticed that we're all and everything's an entity? The NSA is an entity. <laughs> It focuses on foreign threats and individuals who are attempting to do us harm on foreign soil. So that is their purview, but beyond that, I would point you to the intelligence community. So neither the NSA or the administration specifically denied specifically the charge that they were looking specifically at his emails and texts. They merely gave a definition for the NSA. That's all they did, yeah. They're, they're, well, they just look at foreign dudes. Or they looking at my texts? They look at foreign people from foreign places. That's essentially what they said, right? Remember Eric, uh, Edward Snowden, who was a contractor for the NSA? Remember him? And he came out and said, no, they scoop up all kinds of information on Americans every single stinking day, man. Come on. In fact, uh, this is a quote from uh, uh, in the story here from uh, California GOP Vice Chairwoman Harmeet Dillon. When you look at the former Trump campaign aide Car- Carter Page, for example, the lies from the FISA Corps, does anybody think the national security apparatus was trying to find out Carter Page's activities and communications? No, the truth is, if they can get surveillance on individuals, what they are able to do is scoop up all communications of all the people who reach out to that person, text them, even without any predicate, in other words, in other words without a warrant. Remember the scooping of the metadata? We talked about that years ago. So, you know... <laughs> believe what you want to believe, but uh yeah, do I think the do I think this administration would like to take down Tucker Carlson? Yes. He's a big fat thorn in their side and they hate his stinking guts. And Tucker knows that. 2105995555 uh let's take a little break. And we're back new stock 550 KTSA. We do have a the latest news conference coming up or going on out of Surfside. Let's see if we can dip into that for a couple of seconds. Here's the mayor. Or a missing person. Please call our hotline, 305-614-1819. 305-614-1819. And the website is miamidade.gov slash emergency. We've also continued to expand operations at our Family Assistance Center. My Deputy Incident Commander, Charles Cyril, will give you further details about that next. And we are monitoring two systems, storm systems, in an abundance of caution. And Florida uh, Department of Emergency Management Director, Kevin Guthrie, will give us an update about the storms that we're monitoring. So as we continue our search and rescue efforts 24-7 without stop, we're also taking immediate action to provide answers and accountability. 
I've been in close contact with our state attorney, Kathy Fernandez-Rundle, and her office will be spearheading, we hope, she'll be asking the grand jury to do an investigation into the collapse. And we're also continuing to move forward with our own county audit of um, those buildings in the recertification process, and we're collaborating with our partners in the cities to support them as they conduct similar audits in their cities. We have 34 cities in Miami-Dade County. As I mentioned yesterday, my team and I are also meeting with subject matter experts on the issues relevant to this investigation. This will be from leaders in our coastal cities as well uh, as experts from every possible angle. So uh, we are going to get inputs and develop a set of recommendations for changes that need to be made uh, here in the building process at the local level to ensure that this tragedy can never, ever happen again. And we know that our city partners, our state and federal as well, will be doing the same. So I'm grateful, beyond grateful, for this okay. incredible team. That's Daniela uh, Levine-Cava, who is the uh, mayor of Miami-Dade County. Uh, we have new numbers now. The death toll has risen to 16. They've added four additional victims. 147 people still unaccounted for, and as you heard yesterday, they're cobbling together this uh, this list, the both these lists from different sources. Uh, you know, as far as uh, uh, whose families are saying they don't know where their loved one is, uh, they also get information on who was in what apartment, uh, and they have to cross-reference in a sense several different sources to come up with these numbers because uh, uh, the, the going is slow, obviously. They're still digging more tunnels into the rubble, both underneath the rubble and on top of the rubble. But again, uh, now we have uh, these numbers, 16 confirmed dead, 147 still missing. She says a grand jury has been convened to look into, well, what happened here and who knew what. Uh, they've also got some uh, local resources that they're putting into this to uh, uh, investigate uh, why this building came down. So it's ongoing, man. Uh, 210-599-5555. We're talking about the NSA and Tucker Carlson. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, your uh, statement you read on from the NSA had me laughing so hard I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, words had absolutely no meaning whatsoever. Yeah. No, they really, they really just avoided the entire question. Yeah, uh, and you know, many years ago, I've had uh, security clearances all my whole working career. But many years ago, forty years ago, a friend of mine who worked for the FBI says, first thing you got to do is ask what's your file, and then you have to go and say, okay, what's in the C file? And I go, C, yeah, not the letter C, S E E. Like see Sean's file or see Don's file. <laughs> right, right. Wow. Well, I, you know, and so, I, I appreciate the call. So, yeah, it was, it was. I appreciate the call. Yeah, they, they didn't really answer the question directly, which was, are you looking at Tucker Carlson's private messages and emails and texts? And as Chris pointed out, they just kept saying, "Well, we're foreign. We're we're a foreign intelligence group. We look at foreign people." from foreign cu- countries. <coughs> but again, <coughs> uh, as you, you go back, and I mentioned this a few minutes ago, you go back a few years, and, and what do you see? 
you know, uh, uh, false FISA warrants or FISA warrants based on false evidence, the scooping of metadata. In other words, uh, you, you can uh, take one person who you claim is up to no good uh, from some other country, and then you're able to scoop up all of the uh, phone numbers and email addresses connected to that person, and you can spy on those folks. So I suppose if they actually weren't reading Tucker Carlson's stuff, right, wouldn't they have just said, we're not reading Tucker Carlson's stuff? So we'll see what happens as a result. Uh, Tucker Carlson has some uh, Freedom of Information Act uh, Act requests uh, to the NSA. And uh, and, uh, uh, see uh, if that uh, yields anything. I suspect it won't. I suspect it won't, but I, you know, at some point it would be interesting to see if, uh, we do have, uh, you know, uh, personal emails and texts from Tucker Carlson that somehow make it into the press. We'll see. Then we'll know they're absolutely full of crap, even though we kind of know that already, don't we? We certainly know that this government is not opposed to weaponizing entire agencies against political opponents. They did it with the IRS. Did it with the FBI and the Trump campaign uh, and the FISA courts. So, you know, it's all a bunch of crap is what it is. It's a bunch of crap. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It was kind of a happy little story. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. uh, uh, Where you have a dog, an 18-month-old dog in uh, South Carolina. And it's a, so 18 months, it's still kind of a puppy. Uh, Raja is the name of the dog, and, and there were some fireworks going off in this particular neighborhood, and so the dog took off because the dog was freaked out. Seven hours later, the doorbell rings. They go to the door, and it's the dog. Then they looked at their video cam, their door camera footage, <laughs> and Raja had not only found her way back home, but when she got to the porch, she was able to stand up on her hind legs and uh, and push the door. She used her nose to push the doorbell, man. And it's, you know, it's really kind of cool to watch. I mean, if you haven't seen it. Uh, smart dog, man. Smart dog. I, I I do like cats. We got four cats. We got two dogs. But you know, cats run off, Chris. Right? They just they just kind of stay wherever the hell they are. Well, I guess this is, where, this is where I live now. And you know, your cats would kill and eat you if they could, right? I mean, we all you know. I love my cats, but they'd kill and eat me if they could, or if they had to. You know what I mean? Like if they ran out of food, they Chris, they would eat me. The cats would eat me. Maybe the dogs would, too, eventually, if they got hungry enough. Well, dogs have owners. Cats have staff. Yes. That would be the difference. That would be the difference. 210-599-5555. We'll take a little break. Sean Rhyme on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Kind of monitoring the latest uh, update from uh, Surfside, Florida. 
various officials uh, getting up and speaking. And uh, what we do know uh, is that they have convened a grand jury to look into this thing. And the numbers have changed. We now have 16 confirmed uh, dead and 147 still unaccounted for. Uh, if we hear anything, uh, we keep missing, uh, the governor because he tends to start speaking right when we're, we're going into a break at the bottom of the hour. But, uh, if we, uh, uh pick up on anything, uh, that you, we think we need to pass on to you, we will. Of course, a lot of this stuff will be coming out with ABC, uh, at the top of the hour. Two ones beyond that, final few moments of the show. So whatever's on your brain, give us a ring. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I just I keep cracking up over Jill Biden being a joy multiplier. That's according to Vogue magazine. Are you a big Vogue reader, are you? Raise your hands. Does anybody even read magazines anymore? Do you know what I mean? I mean, uh, most of them have gone online, right? I read and I'm my mom for the for the length of her adult life was huge on pe- we always had a stack of people magazines in the bathroom i know it's tmi people magazine my mom loved people magazine and so i started reading people magazine when i was younger and then i i, I and and it just became habit until i realized it's just a lot of liberal crap <laughs> and i don't really care what celebrities think about anything so I kind of got away from it. But uh, on the cover of Vogue is uh, Jill Biden. They do a big write-up. She's, uh, In fact, there's only two first ladies that Vogue magazine in its history, however long that's been, have not featured a cover and a story on would be Melania Trump and Bess Truman. Melania Trump, a professional model, not ever on the cover of Vogue magazine. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sean. I was calling about the border, but real quick, uh, fraudulent uh, First Lady Jill Biden and her fraudulent president and husband also have a uh, uh, a grandchild uh, from some stripper lady in Alabama. All right, uh, right. Like that, that they have not acknowledged. They have yet to acknowledge their grandchild, their wow. flesh and blood, born right. of hunters. Seed and Ugh. nothing, nothing from that. But, but as far as the border goes, you know, the, the Democrats are very disturbing creatures when carefully observed in their natural habitat. It says a lot about uh, fraudulent uh, Kamala Harris's visit down there that she chose to visit with the illegal alien invaders and their advocates and not uh, uh, meet with the governor who is duly elected by the citizens of Texas, the mm. citizens of this country, a representative of both the citizens of Texas and the citizens of this country. Right. She chose not to meet with him. President uh, uh, Trump is meeting with them, with him, but she has said chose to visit with the invaders and the illegal lawbreakers and their advocates. That says a lot about the Democrats. Well, well, it does. And it also says a lot about the media as far as how this thing is being covered or not being covered today. I mean, the, the former president is at the border with Greg Abbott. Uh, and you've heard, I've seen very little about it. We got Fox on, we got MSNBC in here. MSNBC spent some time talking about possible charges against the Trump administration. I'm not even sure what that's for. Uh, they referenced a book that claims Donald Trump was sicker with COVID than he pretended to be or, you know, acted like. 
but they've spent very little time uh, talking about Donald Trump at the border. And that well, also the, reveals a hell of a lot to you, doesn't it? Well, the the the, the inner media of this country and the, and their and, and their their cohorts in the parroting press, they also support illegal law-breaking illegal alien invaders and not they don't support and they don't represent the people, the citizenry of this country. Right. No, I agree. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate it. It'll be interesting to see tonight if there's any coverage of uh, of Trump at the border. You know, it's 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 really a good play on his part because it kind of puts uh, you know it puts uh, the administration and the media in a dicey position of especially the media. Do we cover it or do we not cover it? Do we pretend it's not going on? But that in and of itself is telling. You know, and if they cover it. You know, then you you have accidentally, uh, you know, uh, uh, some coverage of the crisis at the border, which is a crisis. They're finding two-year-old kids by themselves, abandoned, walking through the streets of Mexico. We've had uh, we found kids abandoned by coyotes on on ranch on ranches uh, at the border. Uh, God knows how many are out there that we haven't discovered. It's a crisis, but it doesn't matter because the architects of the crisis need the stinking crisis. I saw a funny TikTok. The girl said, out there there's a child whose father is a crackhead, whose mother is a stripper, and whose grandfather is president of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly correct. You are correct, sir. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Mr. Don Morgan, my good brother, Trey Ware, Cleto Rodriguez, for joining us on the air today. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.